And then I showed her the pictures that you sent of Parker. Right. <laughs> looking at the river. And she mm-hmm. was like, this dog right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was so precious. He had such a great time. He's honestly been pretty much just been sleeping since oh. we got home. He's so exhausted. Yeah. We were out there for like an hour and a half, like just walking all the way. And he's not too much of an active dog. So he was like gone afterwards. Parker. Where are you, bud? <laughs> oh, he's right here. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Hi. He's it's like, Josh, I'm right here. Come on. <gasps> oh, buddy. Hello. There he is. Oh, hey, bud. Did you have a fun time? I know that you can't hear you me. Can see how sleepy he is. Oh. Oh. <laughs> He's like, today, Josh brought me to the Detroit River. We had a good time. Everybody touched me. Oh, my God. Everybody had to stop and say hi. Oh, yeah, right? look at you. Actually, honestly, it was he had to stop and say hi to everybody else is really yeah. like the big thing. Yeah, because right? he's like, oh, on Thursday night, oh, look at him. It's like, on Thursday nights, I go to puppy school, and I'm not allowed to play with any of the kids. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> How does your not your heart not, like... I know, honestly, I, was, oh. I can't remember who I was telling. I was like, sometimes I just, like, look at him, like, we'll be sitting on the couch, and he'll, like... He'll like stretch out and he'll come over and he'll like flop and he'll like put his head down on my leg and he, or like my arm or whatever. And he'll just be like looking up at me and I'm just like, I'm about to freaking cry right now. Like he's just so, oh, he's it's so like, cute. I belong to you. You belong to me. I know. It's just. We belong to each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of belonging to each other. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to the full volume podcast, <laughs> where we only exclusively now are talking about Josh's dog. Okay. And and maybe what you're doing with that monstera back there. I see there's like white bands. Uh, this year? Yeah. Yeah. Tied back because it's really been like spreading out widthways. And I want to start climbing up the moss pole I made. So I've grabbed it's just like fabric. Really? Uh, I've tied, yeah. So if I were to like take that off, like the whole thing would just kind of like, pfft. yeah. Okay. If I spin it around, yeah, you can actually see it's starting to grow <gasps> out from the other end now. Like, ooh, yeah, it's, it's it's really growing. She's getting yeah. big. Yeah, yeah. this big old pot for that monster too. Oh, okay. So it's huge. <laughs> there are obvious things that all of the people, all of the men, uh, or the male presenting guests and guests and hosts on this show love, and it's plants. Yeah, I haven't you know I haven't seen Brent's plants in his new apartment. I should ask him next time he's on. Yeah, I'd love a plant tour. That'd be great. Yeah. Um. So if anyone's wondering, today we don't have Brent because it is. Brent's husband's birthday weekend. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, so it's Jason's birthday, and he has a friend from the Americas visiting. So they're taking the weekend, and I am joined by one of your favorites, I'm sure. Uh, Guest host from Here Comes the Spider Cast. You're talking about Parker, right? Parker. Parker. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Parker (laughs) Mervell. 
Um, oh, I guess we need to pick out a name for him, too. He's already Peter Parker. Technically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spider Ham. <laughs> oh, he's a ham, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the very first episode of Marvel's What If? Yay, mm-hmm. it's finally here. Holy shit. Um, took forever. Uh, so it's been forever since we've it feels like it's been forever since we've done like an episode episode yeah, of the show it's been a few weeks it's been since the loki finale yeah so it's like oh yeah. what do we do that's right that's our three favorite things and then we talk and maybe discuss oh sorry we do plot we talk about our three favorite things about the episode if we have three favorite things mm-hmm. then we pick apart the weird stuff that they didn't like and then we talk about madonna <laughs> I think the last time we tangented, we went on a tangent. It was Madonna tangent. Okay, probably, okay. most likely. All right. So, uh, do, do you, as my guest, cool. as the guest host, would you like to summarize the plot of this week's episode? Sure. So, um, what if, like, as a whole, is kind of like an anthology series. Um, it's. Uh, going back into the Marvel universe and kind of taking like these uh, different scenarios and changing them a little bit and seeing what direction uh, would have happened if something else happened. So this episode, we kind of go back to um, Captain America, the first Avenger and one small decision changes the entire course of what would have been that movie. And it kind of makes that like, branch off other universe or timeline that we've kind of been exploring in Loki and, uh, you know, all of these kind of like phase four uh, Marvel uh, series. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this episode, it's it's um, right when Captain America is um, Steve Rogers is about to go into the, the tank to kind of become the super soldier. There's one change that happens where uh, Peggy Carter decides to stay and watch instead of going up into the booth uh, uh, to, to watch from above. And that decision for her to, to stay kind of changes everything. And because she's there, she's able to stop the guy with the bomb. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Steve is shot before... Um, uh, he's able to turn into the super soldier and they're kind of like, well, if if somebody doesn't go into the tank now, then we're going to lose all of this time, you know, working on the, the serum. So she jumps in and becomes the super soldier. And it's kind of uh, Captain America, the first adventure from her point of view. So the same story beats kind of still happen. Um, she's kind of used as like a symbol. And then she takes on the mantle eventually and has the shield. She stops Red Skull. Red Skull gets the Tesseract. It opens up a portal this time. This is where it kind of differs. Uh, A Mm -hmm. portal is opened up and like a a Hydra-esque like squid kind of comes out and uh, Tony Stark, uh, not uh, Anthony Stark, so his his father uh, is still there and he develops a suit for Steve Rogers. So he's kind of got this like Hydra buster like Hulkbuster looking suit. And um, we finish things off with Peggy saving the day as she pushes the Hydra back into the Tesseract. But doing so, she is pushed through both uh, space and time. And we end the episode with her 
uh, ending up in New York, which uh, looks like um, uh, the Project Pegasus headquarters, like uh, underground headquarters. So um, it looks like right before the first Avengers movie, kind of like maybe days before Loki shows up and takes over uh, Clint Barton. So, yeah, that's where we kind of end everything. Okay, excellent. Um, <laughs> that, no, seriously, it was like very thorough. Um, it, it actually jogged my memory about, uh, about a couple of things that I mm. should have added to my things to discuss because they were my favorite things list. Um, so, I mean, we could just get, if you can think of yours really okay. quickly, I will start with mine. Sure. And I feel like this is, uh, this is something that's probably like everyone's favorite thing. But my number one thing is Peggy gets huge. Yeah, that that would definitely be one of mine for sure. Um, I liked, I liked the idea that it bought like changed the physic like the, the the chamber and the serum changed the physicality of people, and um, I but I didn't like how they did it in the film. It just seemed um hard to swallow. <laughs> Like it was, it was, it was really, it was really Chris Evans when he walked out, Mm -hmm. but it was the before that was really like, okay, I know that that's a body double with his face on a body and it was, wasn't really believable to me. Um, so I guess I can cover my first favorite thing and my third 3.1 favorite thing, which is that it was animated. Mm Mm-hmm. And because it was animated, yeah, sorry. No, gonna... I was going to say, yeah, I, I, that's probably like one of my favorite things about it is that it's animated and the style that it's done in is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. so slick. And um, at first, uh, I thought it was like, you know how some of the Barbie cartoons <laughs> are like, I don't know what in what context you would have ever seen any of these, but they're like, they only seem half rendered. And they kind of give you a headache to watch. Mm. Yeah. that I, I was like, oh, I hope it's not a cartoon like this. But no, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's 3D animated um, mm-hmm. completely, but they use a tune shader to kind of make it look cell shaded and like a traditionally animated uh, feature. So um, it kind of gives off the like Disney style 2D animation effect but it's done in 3d so they can do it quickly and cheaper so i i really i really love the style i think that it doesn't always work right the tune shader and i think that um they really did a a fantastic job of working on the style um Mm -hmm. not only making it its own thing but also matching it to the movie as well like some of the lighting and like the, the 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 coloring and everything is like exactly like the film Mm-hmm. Not to mention um, one of my other like three favorite things is that they matched the cameras perfectly uh, to some of the shots from the film. And they're like one for one exact uh, uh, replicas, which was great to kind of like um, even if you haven't seen Captain America in a while, mm-hmm. I feel like it subconsciously like puts you into that movie and you can like feel like you've seen it before and it feels familiar so that way when you see that it's the same story but peggy instead it feels like it belongs there right so Mm -hmm. 
Uh, in particular, I know one that stood out was like when Red Skull's car pulls in and like drives right towards the camera and stops. And there's like the hood ornament. That's the Hydra symbol. Um, mm-hmm. There's a moment where like Stark like takes off his shades and looks at Captain America, but he's looking at Peggy this time. And yeah, there's there's some great stuff where it's just like those one for one um, retakes of the shots in animation. Yeah. It's great. Uh, the, I think there was like part of the training scene slash um, they were just kind of like testing themselves to see uh, what they were capable of where she bangs on the shield and it flips and she catches it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a shot for shot sort of rendering thing, but like they replicated something that he does in the film. And I'm like, but they did it with Peggy. And I'm like, this it's is the best. Great. Yeah. <laughs> And I own. I honestly want them. I, I I honestly want that movie now in my head. That's in my head. That's weird. Like my weird canon. Mm-hmm. I hope that they um, bring her into the live action MCU. Mm. I really hope they do something with her. They they have the writers have confirmed that Peggy Carter is the only story that they're continuing in season two. So we will see a part two of this later on. Yeah. And season two is scheduled for like, like next year. I believe so. I think they're already working on it because there was a delay. And I think that we're getting, I think it's like six and six episodes or something like that, or eight and eight episodes. Um, But because of the delay, they actually already finished another episode. So I think that the first season is getting nine and the second season is getting seven. Holy crap. So I think we might be actually getting an extra episode now, Mm -hmm. which is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then the way that they, like you said before, we're exploring the potential of like branches in, in a multiverse. So it would be really, really neat if Somehow that end scene with uh, I almost called him Stark, Nick Fury and Hawkeye, mm-hmm. if that was like sort of their way of bringing her into a world where Captain America is dead. No, no, not dead. But he's also there. Right. <sighs> but no, that wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be Earth's. It wouldn't be the Earth that we know, because then she would have been in the films. You know what? Time travel and multiverses what is if, really going to mess what with What if us. that's the timeline where Steve Rogers ended up at the end of Endgame? Like, maybe he ended up with, like, a different version of Peggy. Because he oh. stayed behind, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could kind of be interesting to explore. I guess maybe not because he ends no, up still there at the end, but old. And yeah, she yeah. would have been, she went through time forward. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I did. I had that same, do you know what? Speaking of time travel, I had that same gut wrenching feeling that I had when um, Steve Rogers woke up in that bed after having been discovered mm-hmm. um, where it's and it always happens during like an out of time sort of film. Um, no matter what is that realization that everybody you know ever is dead and you've time traveled into the future. Mm-hmm. It was it's heartbreaking like, the ending when she said like we did it, we won the war. I was just like oh, oh yeah. 
that I don't exist anymore. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, so I've shared my two parter of a favorite Mm -hmm. thing. You go ahead with one. So one of my other ones was going to be big Peggy, but I'll change it slightly. (laughs) I love that Peggy has a sword and shield. (gasps) I love that. She's got like this giant blade that she's using to fight the Hydra. And then her like, blasting through the other side of the door with the Tesseract and like landing in front of Fury and Hawkeye with like sword and shield in hand is fantastic. I yep. I hope that she continues to have the sword. I think it works so well with her character. It kind of gives this like knight feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really cool. And I think it'd be a really great way to distinguish her from the Captain America. We know just like how Sam Wilson, Captain America still wields the shield but he's got his wings too we don't want i don't want to change who sam is and i don't want to change who peggy is i just kind of want to see what they would do with the mantle right so mm-hmm. yeah if she keeps the sword that would be really cool yeah and what they what they are ex- i like what uh captain america and the winter soldier did to explore what the potential of taking up the mantle would have been for sam and they sort of touched on it um, in this in this episode of what um, and by that, I mean, what a, like what it would be like for a black man to take up the mantle of Captain America. Um, and if we can. Yeah, if we could set aside whatever it is that we freaking believe, but whatever, like they the way that they take this episode been very briefly, they discover and explore what. um could happen if a woman or someone who identified mm-hmm. as female in a time when women were pencil pushers, if they were that, if they mm-hmm. weren't already someone's mom, um, it, like w- what it would mean for a woman to take up the mantle of captain. Um, and in this case, captain Carter. And it's really funny that they, I mean, they don't, they don't explore a backstory for her or anything, but they accomplish what Captain America and the Winter Soldier did with Sam mm-hmm. in a small, I think in a smaller amount of time. Yeah, because it was like kind of done in the montage, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you kind of get that whole arc with that like commander telling her she's lucky to even be in the room. And then we kind of see the development of her slowly becoming Captain America, starting to take charge. And then when she's on this like final mission to go to go to the train and stop it, the commander's still there and he kind of makes a comment and it's her turn to kind of say that to him where mm-hmm. she says, you're lucky to even be in the room. So yeah, I think they did a really good job of within that 30 minutes, um, establishing her and her like little mini arc that they give her. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. I will say, okay. One of my favorite things, and I'll change it now. One of my things, my favorite things, was the sword and the shield. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like every everyone good. I know who wields a shield also has a sword, except mm-hmm. for Captain America, because I guess it could be argued that his fist is a sword, right? <laughs> like a very powerful sword, but like the fact that she got it off of the wall in in Hydra's headquarters mm-hmm. also is really hilarious 
the the origin of this sword um because she uses it to slice everybody in existence mm-hmm. uh who is a hydra agent um but i um i will then move to the whole idea of hydra i like that they stuck with hydra and that um they introduced hydra as sort of like this supernatural slash underground offshoot of the Nazi party. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they actually talked about Hitler and the Nazis in the Captain America movie. Like, yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they did. Okay. Cause I was going to say, yeah, uh, they, they weren't, uh, they weren't shy about Nazism in this. Yeah. In this uh, Cap, anime. Cap punches Hitler. Remember oh. in the, in the like montage of him, like, being in like the costume and he's not actually a soldier he's kind of like a like a mascot essentially yeah they're they're doing the thing where he like punches hitler over and over again as like a tribute to when in the comic like his first appearance in the comic he punches hitler on the cover yeah so they definitely do talk about it and talk about how like hydra is both its own thing but also has kind of teamed up with the nazis to be their like science and like otherworldly division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so I guess I'll skip over that one then and go right to I love that Bucky is in this universe as well. He was always probably going to be in this universe. Mm-hmm. Did they use Sebastian Stan to voice him? Dear Lord, they did. And his voice acting was probably the one thing I was kind of effy on. Oh. It- it took me out of the out of the short a little bit sometimes. I, it was oh. like just because it was like overacted, like very very over the top. Like <laughs> I don't know. It was just it was just weird at times. Yeah. Uh, it almost the way his voice sounded was like yes. It it, it communicated subliminally, subliminally. Yes, this is Sebastian Stan's yeah. voice. I did come back for this. Remember when I played the Winter Soldier? Like, oh, you almost ripped my arm off. And he like, <laughs> like, I I waited for him to like look at camera and then hear the boodoons. Just like, oh, come on. Yeah. So I guess yeah. the, thing, the thing that I like about him being there is maybe not so much that like Sebastian Stan is his voice. I'm fine with that. It could have been better. I agree. But um, that because Peggy became Captain Carter, he had like sort of less of a role to play. And I like I like that there was no real sidekick. But we'll discuss what I mean later, because some people will argue that Steve then became her sidekick. And I would argue differently, but we'll we'll. expand on this later once we get through your favorite things um okay so my last favorite thing then Mm -hmm. um would probably be the hydra stomper i really liked it um i thought it was pretty clever a a really clever way to keep um to keep steve rogers in the story because Mm -hmm. at this point he's worked with that branch of the military he's worked with stark he's worked with peggy and um, it's all been kind of leading up to him being Captain America. And once that was kind of taken away from him, I like I can't see Stark just being like, 
all right, that's it. Get out of here then. <laughs> You're not going to be the super soldier, so get. Like he, yeah. I, I feel like it's the best way to kind of incorporate him into the military in, and into this program still. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I thought it was really fun to kind of see this like version of Iron Man that was more like steampunk as well. Like it wasn't so techy, and you can like see the like gears moving at times or like all the dials on the inside were like actual dials instead of like projections and stuff. So yeah, it would be exactly as you would expect a robot in the 1940s to Mm -hmm. look. I sorry. I had to remember what era this was. Yeah. The forties. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think some people, Michael would argue that it's, it's like we don't need to see another Iron Man or an earlier version of Iron Man, but I I think that we do. I think. Sorry. <laughs> wow, you have so much jewelry on Parker. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. I, I began Iron to. Man? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think that we do need to see another version of Iron Man, and I need. Uh, I need to know that it came from like Tony Stark senior. Like he mm-hmm. was, he was why Iron Man exists. Like he was the, the godfather of mm-hmm. Stark. Like you name of Stark industries. Of course he would cook up something like this. Of course it would be, um, it would be of the era. It'd be not hydraulic hydraulics. You know what? I'm not an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand the history of mechanics. <laughs> so don't come for me um, about that. Uh, because I will come for myself after that when I inevitably fall down oh, a Wikipedia hole trying to figure mm. out the, the history of robotics. Because <laughs> now it's going to bother me. Um, let's see. Uh, but no, I, th- I think it is fitting and appropriate that... Mm-hmm. It, like if, if someone else cooked this up for him, yeah, it didn't make sense. I, I also think, too, like it, that happening and Tony Stark Sr., mm-hmm. Anthony Stark, um, coming up with like an Iron Man suit would change the fact that Tony maybe would have like a different idea of what an Iron Man suit would be. So like that he that could change kind of like what he does with it or maybe he just wouldn't at all because it's kind of just he, maybe maybe anthony stark kept developing the hydra stomper as time went on because um steve stayed behind right like he's still back in that time so he would be going forward like peggy does in the the main line so maybe he continues to kind of develop that and uh there's already like a modern day hydra stomper in that timeline oh that would be dope yeah i'm thinking of the possibilities okay so yeah i'm super curious to see like what the avengers team looks like in that timeline oh yeah so it'd be peggy carter for sure Mm -hmm. um there was like lego accidentally or Mm. on purpose released all of the what if figurines so there's like black panther star lord right which which we see in the trailer as well yeah um so that yeah that would be really cool 
Mm-hmm. And this and is looks- also going to be Chadwick Boseman's like last performance as well, because he did record his lines before passing. So, oh my god, that's so crazy! It's going to be an emotional episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. tears and Kleenex, yeah. and mm. maybe we get the whole syndicate on for full <laughs> volume so that um, uh, someone can we talk can with the other. other. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I'm so unbelievably excited for where they're going to go with this because th- this is a series that can go on forever because it's all hypothetical, all, like, you know, branches of things. So, um, like, they're doing the Marvel zombies as well. And, like, I don't know how they're going to d- do that. It, it, like, it's going to be wild to see. Oh. Uh, uh... Yeah, like they're doing a lot of like weird stuff with this show. Uh, they they even said like they had a they had another story too that was focused on the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and it was so out there. But then they had to they had to cancel that episode because it was too similar to Guardians of the Galaxy three. Oh, um, and then there was an there was another one as well. I think that they had to. Oh, it was um, Spider-Man turning in. What if Spider-Man turned into a real spider? And oh. they were they were like, it was too graphic and too like. Frightening. Uh, yeah, just too <laughs> scary. Nightmare <laughs> fuel. Yeah. I don't need new sleep paralysis demons. <laughs> well, that is that is a that is a what if story, I think. Like an what actual- if Spider-Man was a sleep paralysis demon? No, I'm turning into a spider. I was like, wow. I mean, essentially, yeah. It was like, wow, 1980s Marvel? Wait, okay. Okay, that one I'm going to look up. Hold on. 1970s Marvel? Really? What if Jolie's sleep paralysis demon was (laughs) Spider-Man? Mom? No. Oh man, no! The shape of my sleep paralysis demons were all of the Mennonites buried in the cemetery beside my old farmhouse. I mean, you want to talk about getting real? Oh, speaking of weird, creepy things that watch, let's talk about the Watcher for a second because Uatu, right? What? Uatu? Oh yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, Mm -hmm. oh yeah. that's her name um okay every <laughs> what was it that we watched or read was it was it on spider cast where we read something where there was the watcher was there like i know that you've erased them from possibly I, there's been so many the past but year the marvel what, what was Maybe it, it was a team up yeah that's what i'm thinking because all i could think when the episode starts was Owati goes into their spiel about how they they don't interfere and they mm. they only watch. And I was like, shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> you definitely interfere. You're the reason why half of this shit is happening is because you absolutely interfere every time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I could have sworn that it was like a Marvel mm. team up issue that we read. Because we, I, I remember being, remember. I remember our conclusion about the comic book being, and who is this watcher? Isn't he just supposed to watch? 
Mm. He's not just watching. He's in the story. Right. <laughs> changing the course of things. So. Yeah, I don't know if they'll actually do anything with the character um, mm. with What If. I feel like it, he's always just going to be that, like, narrator, like, Twilight Zone-esque narrator where he's kind of just, like, introducing and, and showing what's going on. I'd be happy with that if that's how it yeah. exists. Oh, okay. Now the sad part of the episode where we talk about the things that maybe didn't work out so well. Mm. And I only really have one um, gripe because honestly, in my mind, it was so perfect. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, And it was, um, and it it, it kept echoing my mind. So last night um, we filmed and I'm, not speaking to you specifically, Josh. I'm speaking to our one listener in Belgium and the other three <laughs> live in Wisconsin. Um, hi, guys. Last night, the comic book syndicate filmed our review of The Suicide Squad. And we talked briefly about this episode. And Becca was saying um, she kept repeating the words, big woman, little man. <laughs> and all I could think in my head was, yes. This is the dynamic, the powerful, wonderful dynamic that we need to normalize in the world because there are plenty of um, strapping young lasses who, um, you know, are, are teased to no end for being strapping or tall, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just like two inches taller than normal. Wow. And the reverse is true yeah. as well, right? Like with you know, kids or men, if they're short, they're made fun of, you know, like if they're like all the skinny side, someone's Mm going to make fun of them too. And it's just nice to see two people who find love and to see it happen. And I really wish it would happen in real, like in a live action sense, because Mm -hmm. not to say that an animate, like an animated version cheapens it, it. It's just, Again, it's like about representation and to see actual humans mm-hmm. committing <laughs> these treasonous acts. Like to see them do this on screen probably would have meant more. It, yeah, it, it would definitely feel more real. And I can also see how that can cheapen it if it's only ever done in animation. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, the whole thing, the whole premise of the show is what if this weird thing happened you know what mm-hmm. i mean so so introducing it here like what if this weird thing happened like there was a strong woman am i right like <laughs> yeah i i, I definitely yeah. can see how that can um feel like mm, yeah not Just great a little, I, a little bit off. i really hope that they bring her into live action Haley atwell is amazing um, she has really enjoyed like coming back and, and playing Peggy both in the, the show um, and then like as like an older version of Peggy Carter and then in the flashback again or when they go back in time again in Endgame. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that um, that's the perfect character to kind of bring back and maybe bring into the main timeline and she can be the new like one of the new captain americas or like you know on the Mm -hmm. avengers team it'd be great yeah and i really i like the idea that they've given steve rogers something like Mm -hmm. um it was inevitable that anthony stark was gonna build something for him cool but 
I really, this is where my sort of distaste for what happened is coming out. It's like, I really just wanted them to explore the capabilities of a story about Peggy Carter. I understand, like, I wanted her to end up with Steve. She was always going to end up with Steve. She mm-hmm. always loved Steve, no matter what he looked like. Um, and no matter how things were for him, I think she always was going to love him. Um, it's just unfortunate that they, well, one, it's fortunate that they made her awesome, but then um, had her love him and then they wrapped him in a gigantic metal dick. Like that was like mm. the metaphor for me. You know, like mm-hmm. there's that's that's the one thing in the back of my mind while they're flying around together and she's flying on his metal back. It's like, but now but now she she has this man who she loves, but now he's you know what I mean? Like he they 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 made them equal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want them to be equal. That was the point. Yeah, I I, I definitely get that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, hello. Hi, hello. Did he bring you more socks? No, he just knocked over something. That's oh. okay. Have you brought... No, I think actually I closed all my doors because he did it again today. Oh, wow. He did bring me more socks. Thank you. I appreciate that, Parker. He's like, oh, socks? Are we going somewhere? <laughs> yeah, look. No way! Mm-hmm. What a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Is your hat space? Oh, yeah. It's a NASA hat. Oh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> okay. So I know that you thought that this episode was virtually perfect. Mm-hmm. Anything? Any any little tiny hmm. cracks in the, in the armor? I, I think that um, I, I was surprised. I don't know. I think that I was more surprised that they brought back a lot of these characters to kind of just be there for like one line. Like they brought back Stanley Tucci to voice oh. to voice the, the the but I think he had like one line. Oh. Like he was just kind of there and said his thing and then he was gone. Like he was killed off again, right? Um same with um Dum Dum Dugan. Oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but they brought him back. And that is the same actor from, like, from, uh, uh, you know, the first Avenger and then the Asian Carter TV show. That's uh, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody came back, I think, except for Chris Evans. Um, and then even Red Skull, it was obviously not Hugo Weaving, but it was the same actor who portrayed him in Endgame. So he's like the MCU's new Red Skull. Yeah. Oh, so. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see, because like the list gets even bigger as we go on. The list will grow as yeah. we go on. So I wonder if I mean, it's Disney. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want to step into the to the ring just real quick? True. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at the list, the uh, the guest list of it's voices. Wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Benedict Wong, Denai Garrett. Well, that's Chris, Chris Hemsworth as Party Thor. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that it's Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. Um, 
and Scarlett Johansson that didn't come back. I think it was just the three of them. Hmm. I think everybody else from like the main cast did return. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. That's Kurt. Oh, I see. Kurt got it from uh, uh, James Gunn's brother. What's his name? Um, Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Okay. So. Yeah, I I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it. Maybe I should go back and see because I'm sure I'm kind of remembering it with rose colored glasses because <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I was this was like my most anticipated show of all of them that were announced. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy that um it was a, it was a success at least for the first episode, and I'm like pumped to see where they're gonna go with the rest of them because. Um, this kind of like, uh, like one-off like stories. I think that's, that's such a smart idea. Um, they can kind of go absolutely wild with it and it doesn't really matter cause it's not affecting anything else, but it is officially canon. Oh, so perfect. like, so like not, not that it would ever necessarily branch into the MCU, but it's it could because it's technically happened somewhere in another timeline in the MCU, cool. which is really cool. And do we know um, what's coming for the next episode? Like, we do we know which what the plot of each episode is? They or have the announced. I, I know that the third one, I think, is the Chadwick Boseman um, Guardians of the Galaxy one, but mm-hmm. I can't remember what the second one is. Okay. Oh, but but they it's not like it's a secret. No, they've they've come out and said that there's zombies, there's like there's like a uh sorcerer or there's a like supreme doctor strange or something like that. Wow. What happened? <laughs> I guess he's waking up. Oh no. Uh, let's see. It is eight o'clock goblin time. It's got it's starting to get there. Um, I don't know if they've announced what the episodes each are, but they've talked about um, some of the different stories. I Like, I don't think that they've come out and said, like, the plot, but they've kind of gone and done like, what if um, what what if uh uh, Star Lord, um, what if um, Star Lord was Black Panther? What if um, there was they're doing like the what if zombies? They're doing like a dark Doctor Strange. They're doing um, oh, they're doing I think a magician or like a Sorcerer Supreme Spider Man from the looks of it because there's like a Spider Man with the uh, uh, with like the with like a red cloak. So I'm assuming that has something to do with. Doctor Strange. So yeah, we'll see. It's it's gonna be uh pretty, gonna be pretty fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Awesome. Oh, one last question. Mm-hmm. Will this, if you didn't before, make you read what if comic books? You, you know what I think ones? I think so, yeah. I've I've definitely read a few. Um so I think this does make me want to go and pick those up, especially since it's one comic. And it's done. It's like a standalone story. I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I'm... and they don't have to worry about like 
writing a character properly, right? They can just go and be like, doesn't matter. Guess what? It doesn't matter. It's what if. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> none of this matters. It's all hypothetical. So I'm just going to make a cool story that I want to tell. Um, and I think it totally, totally works, both Excellent. in the comic and in the, the show. <laughs> okay. So if there, if like us, there are scenarios you would like to see, if there's specific what ifs that you're excited about, you can send mm-hmm. us all kinds of mail at our very, very special email. It's fullvolumepod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on social media um, by liking on Facebook mm-hmm. or following on Instagram the comic book syndicate hashtag full volume pod. We are uh, a podcast that talks about the Marvel cinematic universe, television shows on Disney plus. Um, and we're going to do lists in between of our favorite comic book adjacent actors, but stay tuned for all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, I will let you know, we are doing Evan Peters on our next break and it's going to be a two-parter. So stay tuned for that after what if, because I think there's a huge break between what if and the next, is it Ms. Marvel's mm. next? Um, yeah, it's Ms. Marvel and then Hawkeye. Yeah. That's and it. I think Hawkeye starts in December. So I don't know if they're, yeah, I don't know how big the gap is going to be between what if and Ms. Marvel. Hopefully know. it's big enough for us to do a two part or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I mean, Josh was here for our Will Smith tiered list. If you enjoyed that mm. episode, we will continue <laughs> to do because we did. Uh, we'll continue. I, to do- I had so much fun. That was like one of the most fun podcasts I've ever recorded. Such a good idea. Um, which, by the way, I'll post that on social media. I finally regained. I finally found it again. It was in this chat. It wasn't in the full volume oh, podcast right. chat. Um, I, I didn't even think about the fact that I probably would have just called you. Only. Right. And then there it was. So I'm going to share that to the comic book syndicate, all of our socials. So you can see how awesome Will Smith was, is currently. Yeah. Um, yeah and I want to thank my uh, wonderful co-host, Joshua Raval, for joining me. Thank you, Thank Josh. you for having me. It's um, always and fun. You too, Parker. Oh, Parker. Get up bed. here. Oh, Parker. He's in, in the bathroom? Okay. He's in bed. <laughs> oh. Parker, do you want to come say goodbye? Come on. Come on, everybody's waiting for you. <laughs> All right. Give it. Oh. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. There you go. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, keep it loud. Keep it full. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The way you looked at me, I was like, oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, did I say it wrong? <laughs>